Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? It's the history box, and we're still rummaging around in the aftermath of the tragic death of Princess Diana in 1997, but um, it's more about how... um, the world and society reacted and responded to the seismic events and we're taking all of our prompts from the Wikipedia page because uh, you know there's no more definitive source of history than Wikipedia to be quite honest Um, we're looking at the bit now we've done the royal family's reactions Um, we touched on the funeral a bit I don't really know that there's very much to say about the funeral um, I didn't watch it on the day. I wasn't interested. I kind of saw the highlights on the news. I don't think there was a match of the day version of it. Was it funeral highlights later in the evening? They might have done. An I don't analysis. know. I can't remember. But you would hope was. so. I mean, with all those big state events, they should always do a highlights reel. I mean, yeah, and of course, if it happens today, if the Queen dies. Do you think Jermaine Genus will get the job of anchoring the state funeral? I think so. I mean, I think the um, the World Cup draw that he did last week, or a couple of weeks ago, was kind of a rehearsal for him for that. Yeah, dry run. Um, he was probably installed into the World Cup draw job by the Queen because she wanted to have a look mm. at him, see what he could do. I like this Genus fellow. I think he could be the one to anchor my the, the aftermath of my sad death. <laughs> well, uh, the, the, Mr. Nicholas Winchell was rather hoping he would get the nod. That ghastly Nicholas Winchell. No, thank you. I don't want him anywhere near the whole fucking event. A horrible, disgusting toady of a man. You know that that would be very hurtful to him. I've tried to stay alive as long as I can in the hope that he'll fucking retire or die first. And I tell you what, when he dies... There won't be many fucking tears shed, not here at the palace anyway. I won't see him getting... i tell you this much right now, for nothing. There's no way Elton's going to write a song for Witchell when he dies. We won't be lowering the flag to half-mast when we put the fucking bunting out. 
<laughs> and there'll be no fucking street parties. Actually, tell a lie, there might fucking be a few street parties <laughs> celebrating the cunt's death. <laughs> Mum, please try to contain yourself. <laughs> some your, decorum. The doctor, your physician said you were not to become too excited. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I think it's best, ma'am, if we avoid the subject of Mr. Witchell entirely, <laughs> henceforth. Well, it'd be my fucking pleasure, let me tell you. Anyway, I've seen this genus lad on the watch show and he looks good. And much of the he's day. He's got something about him. He looks like he's got a pair of bollocks on him. <laughs> <laughs> but he needs a bigger job. We need, to, we need to try him out. Give him an audition. Get him to do the World Cup job. <laughs> Well, I I believe they already have someone lined up for that, Mum. Well, get on the phone to fucking FIFA and tell a few fucking strings. I know Philip's dead, but I think my opinion still counts for fucking something. Call up and say that the, the Queen wants Gina's put in the job. Get Seb Blatter on the phone. I'm afraid Mr. Blatter is no longer in charge. Oh, that's a shame. I liked him. <laughs> yes, he was disgraced, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is it now then? I believe I uh, his name escapes me, Mum, but it, it says here in the notes some bald cunt. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, well get him on the fucking phone <laughs> and tell him that oh. I want Genas. It's Genas or no one. <laughs> you don't have to tell him we're fucking grooming him for my funeral. <laughs> They'll fucking know. <laughs> they did have a. Uh... Uh, George Clooney lined up for that job of the World Cup draw. Fuck that! Get Genus on it now! That perfume Ponce, he came over here to the palace once, sniffing about the place, looking like his shit doesn't stink. <laughs> I caught his fucking fancy lawyer wife running her finger across the top of one of our fucking bookshelves and checking for dust. Snooty cow. Cheeky cunts. <laughs> They'll not be coming round again. Tell me, does Mr. Does young Master Genus have a have a fancy lady or perhaps a wife? He looks too young to be married. I believe he is married, Mom. Well, they tell them they can fucking come over. They'll come over. I doubt they'll be fucking snooty about the about the state of my curtains. Believe me, I'd love a new set of curtains, but they're fucking squeezing the fucking civil list like nobody's business ever since fucking our Andy got done for nonsense. It's a surprise. The cost of living's going up for everyone, pal. Not just these, not just the fucking peasants. <laughs> we decided we weren't going to call them that anymore, Mum. Oh, sorry. <laughs> There's um, a fucking squeeze on all of us. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, where are we at? Uh, yeah, there was a thing about the flag. We talked about that last week. Um, there was a rift between Prince Charles and the Queen's private secretary, Sir Robert Fellows, who was also Diana's brother-in-law. And uh, that's mm -hmm. a bit of an entanglement. And um, Charles wanted, Charles demanded a public funeral, but um, Sir Robert Fellows supported the Queen's idea of a private one. That wouldn't have gone down well with the, the peasants, would it? Private funeral. Public would have revolted. We were hungry for a funeral. Oh god! The, the masses were hungry. And what a funeral they, were they gave us for a public funeral. Yeah. Um, the funeral committee at Buckingham Palace assembled a funeral committee. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> Who's on it? Iron Man. Christopher Biggins. <laughs> for fucking certain. 
Andrew Lloyd Webber. Chase, Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice. <laughs> God. Oh, by the way, just a quick side note. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I went to my local media hub to watch a um, screening of Get Back yes. Rooftop Concert followed by Q&A with Glyn Johns. Yes. Well, they've obviously they've set the bar pretty high now because you know what's coming up next oh, for tell them. tell us, tell us. A, a screening of Joseph in his Technicolor Dreamcoat followed by Q&A with local resident Satim Rice. Whoa! Who is, uh, along with myself, a famous Sunderland football fan. Is that right? Yeah, Tim Rice. Fucking hell, it, don't tell me he hails from the North East. It doesn't. I don't know what the connection is. It might be something to do with the 1973 Cup final. I possibly, possibly believe. Not sure. <laughs> Mr. Rice, Mr. Rice, San Delaney, podcaster. Could you tell me how you came up with the idea for a Technicolor dream coat? <laughs> <laughs> it's in the Bible, you little is cunt. This, is this lad fucking serious? Is that the best he's got? <laughs> it's off of the Bible. Uh, did you have to pay licensing rights to the Bible to for using their intellectual property? No, it's out of license because it's that old. Public Next domain. Question. You can take anything out of it. <laughs> That's why I fucking did it, didn't More I? More coin for me I and said Andy. To Lloyd Webber. <laughs> I said the first thing we want to do is look for IP that's public domain so we saved ourselves a few quid right from the start we were going to do Winnie the Pooh but it was still in copyright so we just done Joseph instead I'll tell you what else is public domain the song Happy Birthday and also I believe the song The Sun Has Got His Hat On so we were considering both of those and all but The Sun Has Got His Hat On as it transpires when you read right through the lyrics is extremely racist which even back then would not have gone down too well in the West End it would have played in the provinces, no problem. They're not that bothered about that kind of thing up there. But not, not in London. But I am still thinking of making uh, Happy Birthday the musical based around the song Happy Birthday. <laughs> I've actually got a copy of Tim Rice's autobiography. Your connections with Tim Rice, mm. of which you've now stated just... You've stated two in a mere two minutes... Yeah, uh, the most astonishing Andy Dawson revelation I've ever had. I mean, if there were two public figures I would think had less in common, mm. it would be you and Tim Rice. Well, there you go. Just if go someone to said to me, it. who is the opposite of Andy Dawson? I would say, easy, so Tim Rice, next question. No problem. <laughs> okay, Don't well, even need to wrong. think about it. Because <laughs> they're mates from fucking the Roker Park days, you can't. It's <laughs> a stand on the Roker head together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I read someone somewhere said it was a really good autobiography. Really, um, I might read it, but I don't know why. He I can't, lives I can't remember whether it's genuinely good for good reasons or whether it's good because it's kind of, you know, hilarious. It might be just lovey tastic. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, Andy. I'm, do you think for content purposes I should attend this event? Well, if you've got nothing better to do, I don't know. I, don't <laughs> I tell know. you what, they did last week. This was good, and I should have gone, but for reasons I couldn't. They did a screening of the classic madness film, Take It or Leave It. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, followed by Suggs Q&A. Oh, I'd have gone to that. Definitely. Yeah, well, I wanted to, and I bought two tickets, but I was going to take Len. Mm. And then I said to them, it's all right if I bring my lad, isn't it? He's a madness fanatic. And they panicked, and they said... We'll, f- we'll find out what Take It or Leave It certificate is. And I was like, don't oh, worry about that. Jesus. I've seen Take It or Leave It loads of times. There's nothing he'll be unfamiliar with, right? And uh, 
they said it, they they digged around, really digged around, and they said it is a film without any certificate. Oh, right? certificateless. Yeah, which I was really excited by. Oh. And um, but they said the problem was we cannot, obviously we can't legislate for what Suggs might say, and therefore we sort of approach every Q and A we do as a team, just to be on the safe oh, side. Dear me. And I was like, "Don't be like that. It'll oh, be all right. Man. There's nothing Suggs is gonna say that's gonna scare my boy. He lives with me for fuck's sake, and I'm one of the biggest cunts you could meet." <laughs> Yes, we're well aware of that, Mr. Delaney. You've been attending our media hub for a while now. We are we are all too aware of your we, cuntishness. We have a substantial <laughs> dossier on you, Mr. Delaney. Of your your loudmouthed shenanigans in and around many, our many of esteemed your, premises. Many of your phone calls have been eavesdropped while you've been <laughs> on our premises. Fuck me, that's true as well. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, they said, no, he can't come. So I've said, fuck it, have the tickets back, you cunts. <laughs> I'm not, I didn't want to go on my Jack Jones. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to go with him. I mean, we've had that when we've done live shows where people are getting in touch and said, can I bring me 12-year-old son along? He's a big fan yeah, of the podcast. Yeah, probably for we've, the best we've kind, of, we've kind of gone, yeah. Does he like swearing? Yeah, bring him along, <laughs> no problem. We talk about fannies three times, but very briefly. <laughs> it's by no means the main focus. We just use the word. <laughs> <laughs> and it's audio only there's no visual don't worry about it mind you on the first tour we did do a whole thing where we were pretending to be Christopher Timothy and um, Peter Davidson I can't remember who and who Peter Davidson Peter Davidson and we were like humping furniture humping the furniture and, and the yeah stage. But... That, that wouldn't have been nice for a child to see yeah. that wasn't nice for anyone to see no. I mean I did it in front of my mum one night remember oh god yeah I forgot about that Jesus yeah, and some of my ne- I think my nieces and nephews were there. Yeah, my my parents. When we did it in London. My parents wouldn't even come to the Athletic Mince live show that we did in twenty. They stayed away. I mean, obviously they wouldn't no, come. You're all right, son. What but, do you mean you're all right? I put you on a guest here, Pete. Nah, you're all right. right. We watched your telly that night. Me and your mum have spoken, and we think it's probably for the best we don't attend or ever be exposed to any of your output ever, because we'd hate to stop loving you, son. Exactly that. Exactly that. <laughs> okay, you'll be like, oh, okay, fair enough. We're very proud of the things you've done and the way you've carved out some kind of career for yourself against all the odds. And you've managed to feed and clothe those lovely grandchildren we've got. But, but, but we, we, don't we don't need, need to, to know see it or hear it. <laughs> we don't need to know how. It's, it's very much how Vladimir Putin's parents probably think about him. <laughs> They're proud of him, like, but they don't want to see yeah. exactly up close what it is he's doing. They don't watch the news, <laughs> but just put it that way. <laughs> so, yeah, there was going to be um, a bit of uh, to and fro there about whether it was going to be a public or a private funeral. And um, there were discussions about whether Diana's, Her Royal Highness title needed to be restored posthumously. Diana's family decided it would be against her wishes no she doesn't want it back no too late too little too late cunts you took it off her <laughs> you took her through hell with that marriage to that juggied cunt and the, the HRH she was so proud of that she had it framed she had it on the wall next next to the bed but no you've, you took it away and she doesn't want it back you can fuck off 
Um, oh, God, yeah, the funeral committee, that was where we were at. The funeral committee of Buckingham Palace wanted William and Harry to have a bigger role in their mother's funeral. Oh, for God's sake. And they faced opposition from Prince Philip, who reportedly said, they've just lost their mother. You're talking about them as if they're commodities. And fucking well done him. Well said. Well said. They were 15 and 12 when she died. And they wanted them to do, I don't know, some kind of fucking fucking dance routine or what some kind of performance <laughs> sing performance a fucking art. song yeah yeah duet sing Jesus. mammy that fucking Al Jolson song yeah we're gonna get gonna get Al John to do another song but after candle in the wind now I'm, now, now I'm joined by a couple of very talented young men who would like to perform a song for us here today all about their lovely mum who we're here like, to celebrate you know used to like that lovely Al Jolson, and he sang a song about his mummy. And what was also, we perhaps the boys could do that. And what I liked about him was he did blackface. Perhaps we could get the boys to do blackface and stand on top of Mr. Elton's piano, and and he could play the piano, and they could sing mummy, but with blackface on. Wouldn't that be lovely for all the people to see? Uh. Mom, I, I rather think that that may be received with a certain amount of confusion, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> I don't know. People used to love Al Johnson with his black face and his song about Mammy. Well, it was a long time ago, Mom. I think perhaps social attitudes have changed somewhat. somewhat changed since then, Mom. It's absolutely ridiculous. Come They're banning on. fun now. This is a party. And can, if you can't have fun when your daughter-in-law has been smashed to death, <laughs> in a in a in a high speed car crash in Paris. So when can you? <laughs> Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. So then we're looking at the politician's response. That's quite dull. There's not a lot in there that we need to look at, I don't think. The public's response. Obviously, we've looked at that a little bit already. Thousands of people carried bouquets and stood outside Buckingham Palace after the news. Uh, an elegy was published by Ted Hughes, the Port Laureate, to mark her death. Sporting events were rearranged. Um... With demands for Scotland's Football Association chief executive to resign due to their delayed response to reschedule Scotland's World Cup qualifier, <laughs> which we talked about. Because the Queen wanted to watch it after the funeral, didn't she? 
Do you want to get back home and sit down for that? Can you imagine that? That is a poor cunt. And to be fair, other than the Rangers fans, the rest of Scotland were probably like, do you know what? Fuck this. Mm. Fuck this English queen. Yeah. And her demands. I think there's a kind of a, a, a exclusion zone around Balmoral where they're, they're really into the royals because that's where they come and have the holidays. But the rest yeah, well, they probably earn a probably... few quid. If you work in the Balmoral area, you probably yeah. make a bit of money out of them, don't you? Yeah. Trick or treating or what have you. Bob a job. Bob a what? Oh, m- Bob a job, mum. <laughs> We're from the village. The idea is you, you give us a bob and we'll do a job. What's a bob? <laughs> it's five pennies. The coin. Five pennies? I don't even know what that is. And what sort of job are you proposing to do? Uh, we could trim your hedges or, uh, you know. Like, the clean your car like it'd be ridiculous here take this gold and just be on your way leave me alone I'm watching Countdown you ghastly little savages hey mum understood thanks for the gold thanks for the gold man fuck off I come up here with some okay, peace and quiet we're away back to the village to smelt this gold <laughs> <laughs> Smelt the Queen's gold pronto. I come up I here to get away to get away from all this hassle. They get in London. <laughs> People looking in the windows all the time. I look out the when the bobber jobs come round from the village, now I'm used to it. I I'm usually upstairs anyway because I like to watch TV in bed when I'm a Balmoral and I stick my head out the window and I just fucking chuck the gold down at them. <laughs> fucking take that and fuck off. <laughs> And they scurry away with that. They bring wheelbarrows with them now because they know how many gold coins I'll throw down there. <laughs> and it's about moral where I keep all my lost pirate treasure. <laughs> Confiscated from pirates. <laughs> we got it off of pirates in the olden times. <laughs> It says Mother Teresa, who met Diana a few months before her death, expressed her sorrow, and prayers were held at the missionaries of charity for Diana, which will have been one of Mother Teresa's final acts, I guess, because she died herself three days later, as we mentioned before. Um, Do you feel that part of her felt she was ready to die after performing that act? Yeah, it was almost like when people die of a broken heart after their spouse dies, and then they also or pass like on when Yoda dies. Upstairs. Yoda dies because he feels like he's finished training Luke and now he can just die. Yeah. Although there is that great meme that you'll have seen, that Star Wars meme of Yoda dying. And it says something like, now that I've got young children, I I finally understand the scene in Return of the Jedi where Yoda just dies because Luke can't stop asking him questions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that really is parent a large part of early parenthood. Not early parenthood, but the parenthood, once they can talk and they become a bit curious, once they become yeah. knowledge sponges, you just like think Sundays, you just think, oh, I wish I could just be great if I could die now. Yeah, I'd just die here, here and now. <laughs> just open up the ground and swallow me. 
I can't take any more. There's a, there's a quote that I saw from Thirty Rock at the weekend. Someone was doing all the best Thirty Rock lines on um, on a Twitter thread, and there's a bit where like Liz Lemon says to you know Pete the producer, yeah, and they've they've told a lie to Jenna about a role they're putting her forward for, and they don't want her to know that it's for the for a shit role, not the main role, right. and um, and uh, Pete says to Liz Lemon. Liz says, but Jenna won't know. It's fine. She won't know. And he goes, yeah, but she will know later. And Liz Lemon goes, but Pete, that'll be later. I mean, we could be dead by then. And the bloke Pete goes, oh, yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) Just thinking about when your problems come back to haunt you, with any luck, you'll be dead. Yeah. (laughs) Social and economical impact. This staggered me, this did. During the four weeks following a funeral, the suicide rate in England and Wales rose by 17% and acts of deliberate self-harm by 44.3% compared with the average for that period in the four previous years. Researchers suggest this was caused by the identification effect uh, and the greatest increase in suicides was by people most similar to Diana, women aged 25 to 54. Oh, God, this is just grim. Yeah. Fucking hell. My um I've got a sister who's really into Diana. My older sister's like bang into her. Right. right. So I tried to avoid the subject because although I'm not anti Diana, right? Although we're being very frivolous on this podcast, I'm not I'm not anti Diana. And um it was sad when she died, but at the same time, I can't trust myself to talk about Diana in front of her without saying something or t- truly awful. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so I just sort of try to swerve the subject generally because yeah. I think I don't want to upset her. She's really into it. It's like I'm into West Ham. Do you know what I mean? Oh, but how can you still be into Diana now? Well, there's not, there's not, there's no new no, content. Well there's her. no new product with West Ham. There's much. No, it's like being up. into mate. It's like being into Elvis. Yeah, I suppose so. It's exactly yeah. the same as being into well, Elvis. It's not because People are Elvis, into Elvis. There's, there's loads, loads, hundreds of hours of music to listen to. What, what, yeah, but they what, look at pictures of her in nice dresses. Right. I think. It's, I don't know. She much. just loves the idea, the notion of, of, of Lady Di, right? Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and she wanted to... Um, I mean, yeah, basically, she was my sister who was adopted. By the time we met her, it was too late. She was already well into Di. I couldn't start turning back the clock, could I? And go, listen, right, I know that we haven't met each other. <laughs> until you're in your like mid-30s and I'm in my early 20s but we've got to talk about this fucking Diana <laughs> business don't, don't you realise that the monarchy's a big fucking scam right it was just it was too late for that she'd grown up in yeah, a different world to me indoctrinated so yeah and um, and, and it, to, you know in, in pretty much every single way she was just a better nicer person than me and so mm. far be it from me to go yeah alright so what if you're nicer than me and you haven't grown up into a fucking idiot? At least I don't like Lady Di like you do. <laughs> but it was her birthday one year and she wanted to go... It was a landmark birthday and she wanted to go to... Um, she wanted to go to Lady Di's rig. Oh, right. Is that available Kensington to look at? Kensington Palace. You can go there. There was an exhibition of her dresses. Right. And... She was going there in the day and then in the evening we were all going for the dinner. And I think she said, if anyone wants to come, come. And obviously not many people wanted to go, but my daughter was quite young and bang into princesses, like major, 
that I mean, you know, like I've talked a lot about that's why I know so much about Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, all of them. So I said, Do you want to go to a real princess's rig Whoa. for a special treat? Cheaper than she went, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's in Kensington. It'll be raining. And you just walk around the old house and look at a dead woman's dresses. <laughs> Do you want to go and look at a dead lady's dresses? <laughs> she was a princess. There's yeah. a treat. They got them now. No, not on her because she's dead. The worms would have had her by now. They put her on plastic bodies called mannequins. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go. Maybe they just have them lying it, around. I don't know. It, on, on coat hangers. Anyway, it's your auntie's birthday treat. Do you want to come? <laughs> yes, please, Daddy. So, so I took her there and I walked around it and saw it. And it was... Uh, I found it quite boring because at the end of the day it's just dresses and I always think in things like that I think how do we know these are her dresses for real yeah but Paul Borella have verified them won't he yeah do you know what I mean like I don't know I don't trust him at all he'll do <laughs> anything for a pound note right he'll go yeah that's them I can tell by the sniff of them <laughs> anyway do I get paid now for my consultancy fee <laughs> right and uh, but also it's like you know I went I can't remember if I told you this, but when I was at school, I went on a um, school trip to Russia. Oh yeah, for it was a it, it was a school trip for mm. Russia. It, it went still in the before the Iron Curtain fell. It was nineteen eighty nine. Mm. It was an incredible experience. One of the things we did when we were in uh, Leningrad was we went to fucking Lenin's tomb, and he's you know he was I don't know if they've still got it now, right? He was there. He's in there, dead. Yeah, and preserved. And you could just go in and walk around. Could you see him? You all had to walk very slowly around the cunt and have a good look at him. Could you see him? Yeah. Fuck. That's what I'm saying. He's there in his suit. And wow. they've done something. They've used their communist magic, right, <laughs> to preserve him. And I fucking saw Lenin, mate. I was like yards from the cunt. Fuck me. It's very like Snow White at the end when she's lying in state yeah. and uh, Prince comes and kisses her corpse. And I'll be honest, I what they'd said before you go in, you, if you step over the line, right, there's a line and you have to walk very slowly around it and never stop. If you take one step over this line, they'll probably fucking shoot you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you were, you, were, you kiss your thought of trying to kiss him? I was, I had to very strongly resist the urge to, to try kiss, and kiss Lenin's kiss corpse. Lenin. Just... For, just for the content. I mean, I didn't have a yeah. podcast at the time. But, Podcasts didn't exist. Yeah, but you thought that... But I still had a content-driven mind, Andy. Yeah, you, th you thought, I'll just store the content away because one day a medium will emerge where I can exactly. deploy all where of I this. Where I can monetize this. Yeah, yeah. As long as I can... Now, let's do some calculations. As long as I can lunge for the corpse, give it a kiss, and then get out before being shot and somehow escape back to England, <laughs> then I'll be quids in in the future. <laughs> But it's a big if, because so, there's a lot of lads here with guns, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it all the way back back to England without being shot, having kissed Lenin's corpse. This is 1989, but the uh, the idiom content is king is very much a part of modern life, and it's only going to grow and grow. We're still relying mostly on print at this stage, but, you know... I've, I've been thinking a lot about the future of the media and the possibilities are endless. I think media delivery systems are about to fracture as the years go by and splinter <laughs> off into many smaller independent mediums. 
So if I kiss Leonard now, I'll be Direct laughing. to consumer stuff, know what I mean? And and then what, what, all you're going to be as good as is the content you've got. I was whispering this out the side of my mouth to my mate. So that's why I'm thinking I'm going to kiss the cop. <laughs> don't kiss him. Sam, don't kiss him, you mad bastard. They'll shoot you. I know. Look, I'm not. no one says that the odds are in my favour. I know they're not. I'm going into this with my eyes open. But life's one big gamble. It's what the world... Life is just one big casino. I'm playing the odds game, mate. They're not going to shoot a kid. Fucking hell. <laughs> Cover me. I might I'm going even in. not run. I might kiss him and then I might do something mad like start crying. <laughs> so they don't shoot me. They might put me in a gulag or something. I don't know. But I'm hoping that maybe diplomatic channels will bust me out. Maybe after a week. So there you go. More content. <laughs> I'll get two episodes or chapters or whatever it'll episodes be. Of what? Well, that's just it. I don't know yet. And that's the, what's so exciting about the future. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> i tell you what, we've been here too long. It's fucking something's gone f- funny with you up and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> they've done, done some of their communist magic on you <laughs> they kind of, kind of embalmed Lennon <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fucking Rasputin magic that is <laughs> uh, oh. yeah so so he didn't he didn't kiss um, him I can't remember why I started talking about kissing Lenin's dead body oh yeah oh yeah that's what I was going to say I was going to say I was part of me was thinking how do we fucking know that really is Lenin and not just yeah. a waxwork or some other dead cunt that they've yeah. put there and just stuck the little Lenin beard on right and um, it's the same with Diana's dresses I was like we don't know these are her dresses that's but true. it all paid off for my daughter in the end because when they left my sister only has sons and so um, so God did not give her a daughter and so she (laughs) (laughs) God did not bless her with a female an heiress (laughs) to dress up as a princess so that worked out well for my daughter because she bought an enormous she bought this fuck off princess dress in the gift shop at the end it was sensational saved you some money yeah exactly right I didn't want to buy a fucking but they were really expensive they weren't like the ones you get from the Disney shop they were almost like real dresses and she went I'll get one of those and I was like thank fuck for that payday cash back (laughs) next question (laughs) (laughs) it was worth the fucking trial of walking around this fucking ghoul fest yeah (laughs) glamorous ghoul fest just to get a free dress out of it Um, we'll leave it there there's still more to do I know we were going to try and attempt to finish it there but there's still more to do um, from the Wikipedia page so we'll, we'll, we'll try and finish it off next time uh, but thank you for listening and, and all that and uh, may God bless you with sons and daughters <laughs> and daughters children of both the genders or I say both all of all the genders the because gender genders. is a spectrum we've said too much goodbye <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.